1: It's the Advertising Show. Welcome back for another weekend with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. Visit online at com. The Advertising Show is a big radio midget production today. Just a whole bunch of great stuff coming your way. Patrick Meyer, Jonathan Margolis, Jeffrey Gittimer, Andy Borowitz, the wacky world of marketing, and uh, Brad, what are we doing this week? Good or hey. bad. Well, we've done good so much, Ray. I thought it was time yeah. to throw some bad into the mix. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, you're welcome. that will be a little bit later on this hour on The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings, Brad Forsythe. Don't forget, we got the... Uh...
0: Make your advertising dollars work smarter. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsythe.
1: And they're out with a hybrid... Uh... You know and you, you know what you're getting you know you know you know the platform you know the design of the car you know everything that goes along with that so consequently mm-hmm. uh, obviously i would uh, uh would probably want to take a test drive i guess i don't know yeah would well, make a little bit of the, sense
2: the big rap on uh, on uh, trying to sell cars online has been uh, the consumer has spoken in that they do their research they do a major amount of research nowadays online they know what vehicles are priced at, uh, they practically know what a dealer pays for a vehicle before they go out, yeah. and then they make their decision once they go out and they test drive, look, feel, smell, you know, get in the car, touch. And in this case, the, the uh, Mercury folks believe that people will, consumers will buy vehicles sight unseen. So this will be a great test, and uh, mm-hmm. what's uh, what's interesting about this, Ray, is that Mercury is also uh, uh, look to uh, aligning themselves with environmental groups in particular let me see here who is it They have a uh, relationship with uh, hmm, Sierra club okay Sierra Club, which yeah. would be a great organization to be aligned with and if they uh, so Sierra club's going to push some email out and some other things to their members and you know it'll it'll be interesting to see i I, I got a feeling that uh, and and we'll see what happens, but I got a feeling that they may may rethink this uh, uh, not having the vehicle uh, capable of being looked at and, and test-driven before people buy.
1: Okay. I, I, I tend to agree with you there. Yeah. Hey, uh, here's a related story. We're going to get uh, uh, Jonathan Margoldis on here in just a minute. Uh, Amy O'Kane is our special guest today. As I said before, she's the uh, Director of Advertising and Marketing Services for British Airways of uh, North America. Here's a funny thing. I guess it's not a funny thing, but it's a weird thing that happened uh, uh, in Houston, okay, at uh, the George Bush uh, Intercontinental Airport, uh, <laughs> this is a Houston man lost his job as an airport baggage screener. Okay, he was an airport baggage screener after putting out a CD titled "Terror Alert." <laughs> oh boy! Okay, his name is Bassam Khalaf. Put out the oh, CD boy. under the name "The Arabic Assassin." Okay, this is good. He's a baggage screener. Hello. Mm. He Mm -hmm. raps about being affiliated with the Taliban and being a suicide bomber, but the rapper says he's not being treated fairly. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Okie dokie, Bassam. Uh, Just the fact that they pointed out the Arabic assassin, that's discrimination, the fired rapper said. Mm. They said, I was a good employee. I kept my music and my job separate. Well, but your other stuff that you kept separate is kind of serious. On his website, he brags he will fly a plane. On his website, he brags he will fly a plane into a building on the upcoming September 11th anniversary. He's mm. been fired. Gee, yeah. Well, how did he get the job? Well, yeah. Why wouldn't your policy be anybody named Bassam? or
2: or what's his first name? First. first well, now that, first?
1: Now, now that gets into I know, the, the, I know. Yeah, I'm
2: being. I know. I'm 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 painting right. with a broad brush here, but let's see are. Okay. Just don't. What's think the guy's into first it. name? Bassam. Oh, what's his last name? Khalaf. Well, there you go. Either one of those two names to me would disqualify you as a baggage uh, inspector or a reviewer or whatever, wouldn't it? No. Come on, no. Joe. There's plenty of Joes and Bobs and Harrys out there to do that. We'll ask uh, Amy O'Kane, our guest. Uh, In the
1: Houston market, Billy Bobs too. Don't forget about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. What yeah. I mean? Hey, we've got absolutely. To- <laughs> Anyway, I thought that was weird. How do you get the job to begin with? I guess they don't do too deep of a background check. Um, let's uh, check in right now with Jonathan Margolis on The Advertising Show with uh, Ray Shillins and Brad Forsyth.
3: And now it's time for Jonathan Margolis with Guerrilla Marketing for the 21st Century.
4: I thought it might be time for a top 10 list. Here are the top 10 reasons why we like grassroots, non traditional marketing. Number 10. It offers a wide array of advertising. Talk to people as they walk to work, watch a movie, or make a stop at the restroom. Number nine. Figuring out how to mix frappuccinos in the back of a van or put up a movie screen on a sandy beach is all in a day's work. Number eight. There's flexibility with budgets. Execute campaigns of $5,000 or $5 million. Number seven. One common result of doing something a bit non-traditional? Great press. Number six. Almost any campaign can be trackable, thereby showing some solid ROI. Number five, it's caught the attention and is recognized more by agencies and brands of all sizes every day. Number four, who else gives out more free stuff on the streets? Number three, it's a great way to complement traditional ad campaigns already existing on air or online. Number two, our bathroom wallpaper, Beyonce Knowles posters. And the number one reason why we love non-traditional marketing, we haven't had to buy a t-shirt in six years. For now, this is Jonathan Margolis for The Advertising Show, reminding you, it's a jungle out there.
3: This has been Gorilla Marketing for the 21st Century with your host, Jonathan Margolis, president of the Michael Allen Group. To learn more about Jonathan and his company, log on to michael-allen.com.
1: It's the Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and uh, Brad Forsyth. In just a few minutes, Amy O'Kane is uh, going to be joining us. As I said, Amy is uh, currently the Director of Advertising and Marketing for uh, British uh, Airways in North America and looks after the advertising, the brand management, the research, sponsorship, and marketing on the airline's website in the United States and in Canada. She has uh, worked across a a range of specialties within the marketing discipline. After beginning her career in sales in D.C., Amy came to New York the Big Apple, to work on – she wanted to be an actress, actually, Brand. to work on <laughs> loyalty marketing for the airline's frequent flyer program. That's a good idea. The executive right. club. In 97, Amy transferred to British Airways headquarters in London to research, develop, and launch a relationship-based um, direct marketing program for leisure travelers. She then became a brand manager, World Traveler, uh, which involved extensive consumer research and implementation of a product relaunch 2000, back in New York City, taken up uh, responsibility for the premium revenue generation and the B2B marketing uh, services. She then became advertising manager and is responsible for brand and tactical advertising through the line before taking on her current expanded role. And I certainly hope she got a raise. You know, we'll have yeah. to ask her about that.
2: And, uh, and also a, a graduate of the University of Notre Dame, a little-known fact about Amy.
1: Okay, well, a little known fact because it's not on her bio. <laughs> well see. I know. I just
2: you know you oh, get
1: this dirt up. She's got uh, she just got her degree in air conditioning repair as well. Congratulations, had, Amy. Had,
2: had, had <laughs> Lancaster, uh let's see, uh, <laughs> Lancaster University in, in England. Air okay. conditioning and air conditioning. Uh, plumbing and heating, I think.
1: Congratulations by the way to Tiger Woods today. That was a great win, the British Open uh, you know the uh, what is it called? British Open, that's what I thought. Bada bing. <laughs> Just the Super Bowl, Colin uh, Montgomery. Uh, Colin Montgomery was not even mentioned as being a uh, an odds-on winner. You know, potential to have any type of winning. He came in second, um, and uh, very close uh, by two strokes. It was. Yeah, he was, well, it was. It was very close. But anyway, what a, what a great tournament too. Hmm. Uh, the only thing I have from St Andrews is a towel from the towel? golf shop. Yeah, oh yeah. I have a, a legitimate St Andrews Old Course golf towel. I'm carry it happy. around with you? No, no. I just keep it in the office. Oh, he won by mm-hmm. five strokes? My goodness. So, anyway. And Fred Couples, a Houstonian Fred Couples, is uh, was uh, third. Holy cow, I didn't know that. Well, wow, we're finding out that uh, Fred, Fred Couples is a graduate of the University of Houston and one great guy. Yeah. So, uh, Amy, in just a minute. How much time we Just a couple of minutes here, don't we, until, uh, until break time. Uh, this is... Um, this is a kind of interesting, you know. we we're, we're, you've got LL um, Bean advertising fall stuff already, which is mm-hmm. you know it's time for that kind of stuff. It's just kind of funny, but it, it gets you into the fall mode and the winter mode. And with the Super Bowl in mind, Ford is putting its logos on the stadium roof. The uh, Detroit Lions football team is putting two Ford Motor blue oval logos atop Ford Field. Well, that would be a good idea since it's called Ford Field. Right. In a marketing move designed mainly for next year's Super Bowl, the $175,000 cost of installing the logos on the roof of the stadium should pay for itself many times over, one marketing oh, yeah. expert said to his boss. Yeah, this will pay. This is going to be a good thing. It's 175 to install it, but, you know, a lot of people are going to see it, so that'll be yeah. good. That's kind of interesting. That's interesting. I, I, I must
2: be out of the loop on that. Is that the Pontiac uh, Silverdome? Is it the same stadium? Or no, the is it Silver Dome.
1: The Silver Dome is uh, is gone. Uh, hmm. Is it? I, I'm not sure whether it's. Oh, it's still standing, but it's not used for football or anything like that. I actually saw the Rolling Stones at the Pontiac Silverdome. Okay? So So that's a little trivia thing. When we ask questions at the end of the show, you'll know the answers now. So we've got... (laughs) Anyway, that was pretty cool. Uh, And Detroit's a great city, too. Detroit's a great sports city. Uh, Culturally, uh, it's a fantastic city as well. Just a great destination up north. Just the, the fact that winter lasts about 10 months out of the year is not a good thing. Right. On The Advertising Show, it's Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. I want to invite you to go to our website, too. It's theadvertisingshow.com, where you can find a bunch of cool stuff there as well, uh, including uh, the after today's show, uh, as we archive the, this particular interview. You can download and uh, let it uh, play for anybody else you want to around the world. That's theadvertisingshow.com. Back in just a minute.
0: You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Schillens and Brad Forsyth.
1: Well, that's Doug singing the tag there. It's just not good. Okay, stop that. Rachel Lose Lose in his pants. <laughs> <Lose> his pants. <laughs> okay, no comment. Rachel Shillings and Brad Forsyth on the Advertising Show, and our special guest is, um, is Amy O'Kane. You heard a lot about Amy in her half-page bio. Uh, <laughs> Amy, uh, the Director of Advertising and Marketing Services, British Airways, North America. Amy, uh, welcome to the Advertising Show. It's great to have you here.
5: Thank you very much. It's great to be here.
1: Cool.
2: Yeah, and Amy, if uh, Ray and I have our way, we're going to get some kind of voucher for a free flight by the end of the uh, show. And, and Ray said he would be willing to fly business class. Uh, I tend to gravitate more to first class, but we're both willing to go on standby.
1: Fly? I want to fly the airplane. Well, on
5: You're B.A., flying? you would sleep because we've got beds, you
2: know, so... Reclinable seat that we're going to talk
1: about. Yeah, i will talk all about that. You know, British Airways has something really cool. They have programs you can actually go it's like a, a you know a, a, an event for companies you can actually go and fly their simulators i guess so those pa. are at aa.com uh it's british airways.com you can find yeah. out all, all all different kind of company incentive programs the only thing you have, hmm. you have to go to heathrow to do that <laughs> well
2: after your earlier report i don't think they're going to let you in the cockpit right?
1: okay yeah on, uh, right. on that guy that's doing the baggage check yeah. can well, you can you believe that amy unbelievable that's crazy it wouldn't happen yeah. in britain okay Right. only in houston
2: Amy, uh, for our listeners that may not understand what in the world a, a director of advertising and marketing services would do for a major airline uh, like British Air, what, what, what can you tell us about your your gig there? How, how much of uh, what you do is uh, interfacing with your ad agency versus uh, in-house marketing, advertising, et cetera?
5: Well, I think I have the best job in the company, which um, I hope everyone you know everyone wants to think. But um, it's a great job, and most of my uh, role is interacting with our agencies. We actually use three agencies in New York for the this market. We use MNC Sati for creative above the line. We use agency.com online and we use um, OptiMedia for our media. So a lot of the job is coordinating um, between those agencies and getting the support.
1: You have a lot community. of lunches. Is that right, Amy? <laughs> yeah. A lot of lunches.
5: Yeah. We're based in Queens. Most of the lunches happen in Manhattan. So I, mm-hmm. I sometimes opt out of those. but.
2: So they send a car by for you. <laughs> yeah, probably so. <laughs> exactly. Um,
5: hey, uh, go
2: ahead. Go, no, go ahead, Amy.
5: No, it's it's um it's an exciting role. I think that the big challenge on the airline side is we've got four cabins on our planes with a real range of people and, and reasons for buying. So, uh, from a business traveler who's really looking to sleep to get overseas, to a leisure customer who wants to start their holiday right away, to you know, first class customer who just wants luxury and and pampering. We've got that all on one plane, and so often that, that is a big challenge in managing the brand and, and the communications is to make sure they all coordinate, but they're all segmented and effective to that their own segments. Um, yeah, so. well
2: we're going to talk a lot about your uh, your strategy, your company strategy and how you target those three uh, three or four different uh, market segments you just described, but before and we're going to save that for next segment where we have a little bit more time, but before we before we do that, um real quickly, we have about a minute or so left in this segment. Um I'm curious, um do you have an in-house agency or is it all uh, all outside services? A company all of after- your size I w- I'm sorry?
5: It's all outside in this market. We have some in-house support in London, and we sometimes get some creative work um, and some copy that comes over from them as kind of a a starter for 10, but we we use all agency resource here.
2: And did I read recently that you're in the middle of an agency review?
5: We've just announced um, a global pitch for the -the above-the-line business. Yeah. So... uh, So...
2: Uh, All comers, baby. We're going to give out Amy's home number and cell phone at the end of the uh, broadcast. I feel like they already have it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I see. You're, You're getting a lot of calls, I take it.
5: You know, we are, which is a great position to be in.
2: And we won't get into why you're parting company or why you're going through an agency review, and it doesn't mean you're parting company just because you're going through an agency review, but we have uh, companies like uh, Fallon out of Minneapolis that got upset because BMW announced a review recently, and I don't know how I feel about that, but... uh, I do know how I feel about that, but I'm not going to share that here. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, obviously you have your reasons for going through a review, and you ha- you've had a long relationship with uh, with your current agency, correct?
5: We've been with MNC and Sach- Sach- over 10 years. We were with them 95, right. and, you know, I'll give you the reason. It's really fiscal responsibility, just making sure we're following best practice. So.
1: Well, maybe we'll pitch the business here today, and It'll be fine. It's no big deal. Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth on The Advertising Show, and our special guest is Amy O'Kane, Director of Advertising and Marketing Services for British Airways of North America. Put your uh, seatbelts on and all that kind of good stuff, and get ready for another uh, uh, interview here. We're coming up in just a minute. Stay with us.
0: Make informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is The Advertising
5: Show.
1: Our special guest today on The Advertising Show is Amy O'Kane, Director of Advertising and Marketing Services, British Airways, uh, North America. If you had the picture to this commercial, it's a television spot. Saw it a couple times today, as a matter of fact. This gentleman just sitting in an easy chair, and it's all related to a specialty trip on a British Airways aircraft. Kind of cool.
3: We believe the best service anticipates your needs. Why should business be. class is different on
1: British Airways? I'm sorry. I should have been talking like that. I'm so sorry. Uh, it's Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth here on the Advertising Show, and uh, we are uh, happy to have Amy uh, as our special guest. We have, uh, before we get back to Amy, Brad, we want to talk. Uh, check in with uh, uh, the wacky world of marketing. And this goes back to what we were saying earlier and if you're going to give something away, or any kind of—I don't care whether you give it away on the radio, or the television, or in person, or whatever—you you really, you really just shouldn't try and dupe people. And that's what today's is all about. Let's listen.
0: And now it's time for the wacky world of marketing. Wacky world of marketing. Here's your host, Bruce Abbott.
3: Our Wacky Update heads to Los Angeles, where AP reports Shannon Castillo isn't laughing about her April Fool's Day Hummer. She's suing a Bakersfield, California-area radio station over a toy Hummer H2 she won as the grand prize in a contest. Instead of winning the keys to a real Hummer, she and another listener were given a radio-controlled toy on April Fool's Day. Castillo says it was a humiliating experience and her lawyer says kbds violated california law and fcc regulations by misrepresenting the prizes being offered her suit asks for sixty thousand dollars about the cost of her hummer h2 and that, my friends, is the Wacky World of Marketing.
0: This program was written and produced by Bruce Abbott, executive producer of The Advertising Show. Join us next time when we uncover the strange, the bizarre, and, unfortunately, the true wacky world of marketing.
1: And Bruce didn't say whether that was a Clear Channel station or infinity or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> it doesn't really matter at this particular no. point in time. And she, the lady ought to probably get her $60,000. And, uh, you know, unless she gets a good lawyer or something like that, who knows. Anyway, back to uh, Amy now here, Uh, Director of Advertising and uh, Marketing uh, Services for British Airways of North America. Amy, you said you were in Connecticut, is that correct? I am, yeah. There you go. And uh, Mm -hmm. welcome back to the advertising show.
5: I liked your British accent. Can we do the rest of the hour with you doing that?
1: No, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. uh, (laughs) No. That would be torturous, wouldn't it, for everybody.
2: (laughs) (laughs) On on top of the... On top of the fact that uh, that uh, Amy is married to a Brit herself, I think it would destroy.
1: Uh, yes, it really her, would her relationship. Possibly destroy the relationship the United States has with Britain, and <laughs> that's just not worth it at this point in time.
2: Well, that's no. true. I hadn't no. thought about that. And by the way, Ray, uh, you have some little package of peanuts in front of you that I brought in special. I want to know: Do you want a soft drink, or would you care for orange juice, or, or yeah, something? Bloody else? Mary. Thank you very much. Bloody Mary. Yes, it's still yes. a little early, but that's okay. Uh, Wanted to ask Depends you, on Amy. Timetable, Brad. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, Amy, British Airways uh, launched an integrated online and outdoor advertising campaign recently, focusing on British slang. In fact, we did report about this a few months ago here on the advertising show. Uh, tell us a little bit about this uh, the new campaign, if you would. Uh,
5: the campaign was a bit of fun, a, a way to imbue the brand um, with the consumer in the consumer's mind for the leisure market. Uh, we mainly in the past have spent money tactically on the leisure uh, customer segment. And we wanted to do something that helps BA stand out and be noticed and um, maybe bond a bit emotionally with the consumer. And it all arose out of the proposition around um, authenticity in London and really being the carrier that knows London best. And so we found a creative way in that used British language. It's one of the most talked about things when customers come back from the U.K., all the great words they picked up, and it's really one of the best souvenirs, and it was good creative fodder for the campaign. We used words that uh, um, are less common here than there, um, and we targeted um, pubs and bus shelters and um, deli bags and all sorts of innovative media that we normally um, don't use. Um, and it was we tried really to get the
2: go ahead. I'm sorry.
5: We tried to get the words into people's norm, um, normal – so we wanted people in the pub to say you know it's my shout meaning it's my turn to buy around and that kind of thing so it was a bit of fun for us
2: i've never heard ray use that term again say that again
1: <laughs> my shout i think she said is that what
2: you said
5: yeah. it's my shout
1: my yeah. shout
2: okay so maybe next time ray it can be your shout
1: maybe if you're lucky <laughs> maybe you still owe <laughs> me th- from last time pal
2: well that's true yeah. uh thanks for reminding me brit speak dictionary that's available at BA.com slash no uh, whose idea was that? It was a great great way of taking uh, the idea you just described and bringing it online.
5: The uh, Both agencies, uh, Agency.com and MSC Sachi, had done some collaborative planning and came up with the integrated campaign. And, and Key to the campaign was proving our knowledge and experience of London, so the proof was on the website in terms of our local recommendations, if you were a Londoner, what would you do, and that is all on the web. Um, on BA.com as well as this dictionary. Uh, We did a printed version and an online version to get people excited about the words and some sample um, uh, definitions for the words. You could SMS or text your friends right from the web page or from some of the banner units, which it was really fun to read the SMS um, and texts after the, the campaign was over. We didn't have any names or numbers attached to them, but we did get the text fed through, and it was amazing how much people kind of use these words in their everyday life, kind of um, talking about whether, you know, the OC is on tonight, leg it over to my place and let's watch together or, you know, mm-hmm. really um, got into their life, which was the plan. That was the goal. It's
2: a, it's a great idea and a great way to integrate your message and get consumers to uh, use a part of your, your campaign in their everyday life. You, uh, you mentioned that you, uh, you, you mentioned the three, I think it was three, if it was four, correct me, markets that you target. Uh, leisure market we say but you're you know with that british uh, angle leisure market so I converted. Uh, we have the yes the, the the business traveler of course what were the other markets you target
5: well we've got kind of the business person who travels in the economy cabin as well and then we have the first class flyer the kind of real luxury seeker so we've got you know a whole range and continuum of people who have pretty different needs and luckily we have four different cabins so you can kind of meet their needs that way but it does Make it challenging to make sure you're not alienating anybody when you're talking to whatever segment, because there's a lot of crossover. Uh, we find business travelers who fly in in a in flatbed on business will be taking their family to on vacation in the economy, and, and vice versa. So, mm-hmm. um, and there's the, actually the people who go the other way. People who fly for economy on business and then will take their family in in club world or business class on vacation, which is always a family you want to get to know. <laughs>
2: D- d- yes, sure. yes, I agree. Different strategies, different uh, approaches to each of those individual markets. With Your, your uh, go-with-those-you-know uh, campaign is also using postcards, bar coasters, menu boards, window posters, and outdoor cafe umbrellas uh, as a means to extend your message, I understand. And again, with the, the fitting British words that match the occasion uh, or the setting, uh, which I thought was brilliant, and, and uh, again, I think there's a lesson for any of our listeners to understand. Talk talk about what we're really describing there, and give us some examples of the messages so our audience will better understand your strategy here.
5: I think the key um, under underneath the campaign was really to build relevance, and, and to do that, we found ways of being where people were and using the words in a relevant way, and my favorite part of the campaign uh, had two. One was the New York Post. Uh, we did a five ads every thursday we gave away uh trip that thursday people went then the weekend uh, to london we actually gave away every trip and there were no give away Hummers? no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> nope um but we had things like cool, um on the cindy adams page um where she does kind of gossip col- columnist um who does gossip reporting we had the word on about so the text of the ad said, you know, gossip col- columnists are always on about who's snogging who or who's kissing who. So mm. that ad was right below the Cindy Adams column, and we did that really throughout the campaign, trying to build relevance uh, for every media placement. And I think it, was just, it felt like a smart way of rewarding the consumer, um, because we've got a lot of smart consumers, and, and uh, we hope it was amusing for them and, and relevant.
2: Well, it's certainly a smart uh, media placement strategy, and then placing your—I'm sure you paid a premium, but yet it was worth. Uh, maybe you didn't. Who knows? But you, it was worth having a position such as you just described uh, for your newspaper ad, relevant to your content. There, I understand you even had some uh, London-style taxis that are, uh, have messaging on them and kind of allude to the chattiness and service of the typical London cabbie. Can you describe a little bit of that for for
5: Sammy? Sure. We um, we got ten of the traditional London taxis, the black cabs, and we wrapped them in blue, which is kind of the core color, and had um, some of the words in our website on the side, and we drove those around, uh, mainly the Manhattan and Connecticut areas. Um, a lot of them, we sort of drove them together, so you'd see five taxis coming down Fifth Avenue. and That's cool. uh, having ridden in a couple and kind of looking out, you'd see people mouthing the words and really noticing (laughs) the taxis, which was rewarding as a marketer. You know, you you very rarely get to engage in your medium. (laughs) So um, it was great to see people um, engage in that. Right-hand
1: drive and everything, huh?
5: We did. They were converted. Um, And earlier in the year, we'd actually done something with uh, taxis in Visit London where we brought five cab drivers over and they did a drive across the U.S. and Got a lot of press pickup, and, and the taxi drivers themselves ended up to be great spokespeople because they were really fun and engaging in, again, their language and the way that they use the British language. You just can't beat. <laughs> it it's yep. very amusing.
2: It's a great idea. And, again, we're, we're fortunate to see pictures of this because we're doing an interview with you. If, if someone listening today wanted to see more of this, what, is it available at BA.com, or where would you recommend they go?
5: You can go on to PR Newswire backslash yeah. British Airways, and okay. on PR Newswire there's a... Um, this is the first time we actually did an interactive press release as well, where you, we could post, I think, seven different images of the creative and then have the um, the uh, press release live. And I think it aided us in terms of press pickup as well as uh, there were a lot of hits to that site. And then, of course, ba.com backslash no, K-N-O-W, right. or backslash London. Um, the campaign is still live in terms of the dictionary and the London hidden London tip. Well it's, a, well,
2: it's a brilliant uh, example of a great uh, great idea, both traditional and non traditional media being used. Uh, I assume that New York must be a, a major hub for you guys, and that's why the focus was in uh, the tri-state area there?
5: It is. New York's kind of our Uber market. We have 10 flights a day out of New York. So um, we have 23 gateways in the U.S., but New York is always top of the list, and mm-hmm. it's a great outdoor market. You know, It's difficult to cover, and it's expensive to do do it well. But, um, you know, there was no no option but to not focus on New York. And luckily there's a lot of kind of Anglophiles in New York, so it got some traction just naturally.
2: Yeah and you know it's a, there's a huge noise level there in New York if anyone that's not been there you you would know that right off and uh, from from visiting Manhattan and uh, it's a great way a great example of cutting through the clutter and getting getting your message to stand out is there a different strategy for the other New York or for the other uh, US markets or are you extending this message uh, to those other markets you mentioned
5: Yes we'll be bringing the campaign to some other markets we we used online to give it national presence and um found a great opportunity in targeting people everywhere uh, online, and online for us is not just a tactical medium, but it really is, uh, offers a branding opportunity, so that was helpful, and then I think every market is unique, so um, when you talk about contextual media, there will be probably a different way in, d- different media vehicles in other markets, but um, we're just sort of working on plans for what's next
2: well since ray is uh, in the fully reclined position we're going to hold till next hour the uh, fly flat fly free campaign and describe uh, mm-hmm. how you uh reached out to consumers with that great message and flying Ray free is just, a good thing I think you know <laughs> well, actually well, you seat on idea. up and scoot on up yeah, here to the mic right. and
1: let's get on out of this uh, I right? put my drink up. I'm waiting for the lady to come by with the uh, you know the garbage bag to get rid of my Little stuff heart, yes exactly uh, Amy O'Kane is our special guest director of advertising marketing services British Airways North America we've got uh, Amy uh, with us for both hours of the advertising show and hope you'll uh, be with us as well ba.com if you want to check it out now or britishairways.com as well back in just a minute with more
0: Your advertising dollars work smarter. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth.
5: Men, nothing takes it off like Noxzema medicated cheese.
1: the Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth, bearing it all this afternoon with uh, uh, Amy O'Kane, Director of Advertising and Marketing Services for British Airways of North America. We'll have Amy back on the show uh, next hour as well. So Didn't stick around for waxed, that. waxed, Ray. Waxed. Yeah, with that music going on <laughs> uh, like that. Yes. Well, I I kind of have to, actually. <laughs> yes, what is British did. Airways' slogan again?
2: What is it again, well, they have many. The, the main slogan? Yes. Well, they have several campaigns, and I knew you were going to put me on the spot. But I believe it
1: is yes. go with those who know. Okay, go with those who know. Okay, I'll according, to Al, Reese, yes, according to Al Reese. According to Al Reese, if you can't communicate your brand's message in three words, in quotes, your brand's in trouble. Great mm-hmm. bands are, brands are built, according to Reese, by owning one owning a word in the mind. So we'll have to talk with Amy about that. She's going to have to change some things. Yeah. We'll talk well about that. Too. I read that, that in that age.
2: Well, I read that in that age recently. And, you know, Al's from the old school. Yeah. And a lot of the more cutting-edge brand managers would say, Al, Hello. welcome to the 70s. Yeah, uh, no you and uh, you and Trout wrote that book, uh, Positioning. Yeah. And it seems like uh, Al, uh, Al's last uh, big uh, move was getting his daughter, Laura, Reese involved in his company just so that he could have kind of a younger something with him. <laughs> and it certainly isn't an attitude about... You know, I'm not saying what
1: he's saying is wrong. I'm just right. saying it's a little uh, old school, you know, for Yeah, I right. understand. I understand. It's just an interesting perspective. I saw that. Yeah. Let's get into every week we look at the good and the bad, and this week it's the bad.
0: And now it's time for the bad advertising item of the week.
1: Because we are short on time here, uh, what do we yeah. got this week? Well, let me jump
2: into it. Chrysler announced their employee pricing uh, following GM's success recently, and uh, also known as the Me Too strategy, of course. And uh, if you course. haven't seen it, it mm-hmm. features Lee Iacocca and Jason Alexander. For those that may have not seen it, very quickly, Jason uh, opens the spot, and he's uh, looking over <laughs> the shoulder of somebody reading the newspaper. and. Uh, has a little back and forth you asked me to do some research on chrysler group reader says i'm waiting and then jason goes on to say they have the most award-winning f- freshest lineup ever and describes a little bit about the vehicles and then we go back and forth and the guy behind the paper says yada 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 and finally we come to a part where five to seven seconds where the voiceover talks about the employee pricing plus campaign that chrysler's introduced and uh, a little bit of a feature about thirty-five hundred dollar cash allowance, and then we come back with uh, voiceover, uh, concluding the pitch there. And Jason says, "So, I'd say if you can find a better car, buy it." And Lee Iacocca says, "Couldn't say it. Couldn't have said it better myself, right. kid." Of course, anybody's a kid to Lee. Uh, the biggest problem I have uh, with this spot, Ray, is, that, and I've said this many time, times before, it spends way too much time with this back and forth with Alexander and. And uh, Iacocca setting up the offer in the most important part of the spot uh, ends up getting the least amount of time, that being the merchandising uh, aspects of what's really being offered. And instead of showcasing uh, that portion, they spend too much time showcasing and setting up the concept of, uh, you know, Lee and Jason uh, doing Mm -hmm. their back and forth. So I don't know. If uh, Chrysler conveys... To viewers, the, the value of employee pricing, they could have done a lot much a better job of doing that with this spot. I've got to tell you, GM uh, with their Saturn spot, great example of, you know, I have dibs on this, that, and it showed you know, people spot, yeah. yeah jumping out and saying, I want this car, that car. That, mm-hmm. that conveys the excitement of getting a car at employee pricing. I think they missed the mark here with this campaign. So BBDO New York, uh, hmm, and uh, employee plus Chrysler, hmm. hmm. Well, uh, everybody got a good look at Lee, and hey, Lee. Hey Jason. Now what was it they said? I yeah. don't really remember. What was so anyway, what was Lee
1: holding in his left hand? By the way, uh, I'm sure question. I, I give up. A cigar. Product was it? placement it wasn't lit. It was just a cigar. Well, interesting. There you go. You'd figure an
2: old guy like that have a cigar. Yeah. All old guys have cigars. <laughs> We've anyway, got. Uh, it, you, you so you have seen the spot? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, numerous yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, well. First of all, you and I know. Uh, we, we, I've told you that I really don't think it's a hot. Uh, Hot concept to do that. I think they could have possibly thought a little bit more about what they were doing and maybe come up with a different angle as Mm -hmm. opposed to the Me Too, the copycat stuff. So who knows? But uh, but it's nice that they spent some bucks on Iacocca and uh, Jason Alexander, though. And where were Jason's pretzels? You know, he needed his pretzels. Or his chicken. That's right. chicken. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Fried chicken, that's healthy for you. Mm Mm-mm, good. exactly. Amy O'Kane back next hour on the Advertising Show, Director of Advertising and Marketing Services, British Airways North America. Amy's in Connecticut. And we've got her on the line, and we'll have her back in uh, just a little while here. The Advertising Show is being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine. You can go online and visit adage.com. You can also go online and visit theadvertisingshow.com for lots of great stuff, industry news, and a whole bunch more as well. So that's theadvertisingshow.com. If you can stick around, we hope you will, for next hour. The Advertising Show is a Big Radio Midgets production.
0: Welcome to the Advertising Show, America's only radio program focusing on advertising, media, marketing, product development, branding, new media, sales and customer relations. Stay with us for entertaining marketing discussion and our special guest interview. Now, here are your hosts, Ray Schillens and Brad Forsyth.
1: Our number two of the Advertising Show, and uh, good to have you with us. Hope you can stick around for the rest of the hour. We've got a lot of great stuff coming your way, including our Uh, Part 2 of Interview with uh, Amy O'Kane, Director of Advertising and Marketing Services of British Airways North America. And uh, we also this hour have um, Patrick Meyer with us talking about branded content. Jeffrey Gettemer will be with us as well, and Andy Borowitz, too, on the Advertising Show. Being brought to you by Advertising Age magazine, you can visit online at adage.com. The Advertising Show, a big radio midgets production. And here we go, boys and girls. uh, Food advertising, Brad. We talked about this before, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It says, a Federal Trade Commission report, time to coincide with a two-day workshop exploring possible links between food marketing and childhood obesity, found children were exposed to 33% less food advertising in 2004 than they were in 1977. Children aged 2 to 11 saw an average of uh, 2,724 food commercials in 2004, compared with 4,100 in 1977. Uh, according to a uh, an FTC data and uh, recent uh, Nielsen media reports. So, you know, hmm. I go back to the, you know, there is a lot of stuff out there, but obviously there's not as much as there as there used to be. And yeah. uh, we always control, <laughs> you know, eventually what we put in our mouths, hopefully. So, I don't know.
2: And did they mention that during the, what did they serve during the two-day workshop?
1: I mean, you know, what did they all eat, fruit and veggies? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Hey, I'm, speaking of food, let me touch on this real quick since we're on the yeah. subject here. This is interesting. This is um, uh, a family member who is uh, diabetic uh, went to a meeting. Uh, this salad that McDonald's is now tossing oh, out there, the uh, they, they called it uh, It's apple walnuts and it's candied walnuts. Uh-oh. It contains as much fat right. as if you were to get a Big Mac. Oh, now, on. I'm not making this up. This is this is something that they talked about, you know, cuz people people get to get duped into thinking they're eating healthy when mm-hmm. they're not. Can you imagine eating an apple and they do say on the commercial cuz I saw it, a candied walnut salad mm-hmm. uh, as much fat as a Big Mac. That's that's wow. absolutely ridiculous. That is crazy. Well, you know, uh,
2: many years ago, when they start, when people started eating more salads, they weren't uh, waking up to the fact that that uh, Thousand Island dressing they were ladling on, you know, was the same thing as you Blue say, as eating a big, yeah, yeah right. as eating a great big burger, and then you throw some, you know, those crackers and all the other stuff in there, and hey, look, they have bacon bits. You know, yeah,
1: bacon bits. So it's, it's got to be good for you, bacon bits. Yeah, yeah.
2: and <laughs> especially the fake bacon bits. You wonder where those came from. Fake, fake pigs. Fake pigs.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly right. Right. Welcome to the food show, boys and girls. Right. Uh, yeah, here, You are what you eat. Yeah, I'm a jalapeno. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's take a break here. No, no, it's too early. Go ahead and tell me something. What do you got?
2: Well, I was going to mention that this is kind of interesting, Ray. Uh, apparently, Ellen, and you know Ellen, yeah. talk, daytime talk show uh, star Ellen DeGeneres, sure. has been in secret meetings with ABC executives, uh, according to this uh, story by the New York Post online, to fill... The late-night void that Ted Koppel will soon be creating when he retires in December after 25 years of hosting the Nightline program. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about this is uh, apparently it's been reported that the network's news division would be uh, given first crack at developing a program to air in the post-Koppel era, but yet... uh, they're they're looking at a potential entertainment program to replace, and and uh, secret uh, negotiations could, of course, spell uh, problems for Jimmy Kimmel, who's struggling with his uh, talk show and could be canceled uh, should ABC and DeGeneres uh, agree to a deal. So we'll keep our Jimmy should have stuck with the Man pulled. Show. <laughs> 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 That's it. Well, I say nothing more. I'll- well, you and I have been dancing during the opening of the show. A lot of people, you know, radio, you don't know that. But uh, we dance, and then before you know it, Doug, our engineer, starts dancing. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're just missing a guy to spin the records and be off to the side and doing that deal. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Daytime, you know, you and I had the opportunity to watch some daytime television in Nashville when we were doing the uh, American Advertising Federation National Conference uh, right. several weeks ago. And i got to tell you. I feel so normal having watched Murray and and you know all these different shows. Uh, it just it's crazy, yeah, crazy yeah. stuff out there.
1: Exactly. I prefer to turn the tube off at that point in time, unless, of <laughs> course, it's HGTV. Okay, thank you very yeah. much. Or BBC America. Uh, oh which, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Amy was talking before about uh, about the the British uh, the language, or the uh, mm-hmm. the way the, the way they say things there. I, I've been listening to some of the the BBC uh, programs. Uh, the Fix-It-Up shows, uh, I forget what it, uh, one of it is, uh, uh, with Tommy and Charlie. I forget what the name of the show is. But uh, they'll say things, and you can't understand. I'll, I'll look at my wife and go, what did they just say? I don't. I didn't understand what they just said. we got to take a break here uh, right now before we uh, get back to our conversation with Amy. It's time for uh, the Marketing Insider with Patrick Meyer here on the Advertising Show.
3: Welcome to Understanding the Future Now. It's the Marketing Insider, featuring Patrick Meyer.
6: So many marketers believe a 30-second commercial is going to be obsolete. So what people are doing, particularly agencies, everybody's running to Hollywood and doing product placement, sponsoring shows. That's not what marketers want. Product placement doesn't work any more effectively than a 30-commercial. If I see a can or a bottle that's on the set of a show, does that cause me to want to buy the product? I doubt it. So the reason that the branded content and the shows being developed aren't fully meeting marketers' needs is that it's not driving against what marketers want, which is to activate the business. Two shows, American Idol and The Restaurant. Having a product on the set doesn't mean that it's going to sell more product. And the only exception to that in American Idol was AT&T, where people actually were texting in, and it was driving usage. We worked on something recently with one of our clients, involved a show developer out of the UK to develop fresh show idea we then connected it to those drivers that activate the client's business so it was advertising but it was beyond the show it was into their total brand building efforts then the show had a different value and the client was ready to sign on that is an example of branded content that goes 360. My message to you is find new formats new solutions in existing media At the same time, be cautious with branded content where it's product placement. And third, challenge your agencies and your internal teams to look for new solutions, new 360 approaches that will help activate your total business.
3: You've been listening to The Marketing Insider, heard every week here on The Advertising Show. Join us next week for more insight into the future of marketing. This is Patrick Meyer,
6: CEO of NOW. And remember, the marketing revolution has begun. For more, go to nowinc.net.
1: Back to our interview with Amy O'Kane on the uh, Advertising Show, Director of uh, Advertising and Marketing Service for, for uh, British Airways of uh, North America in just a few minutes here. Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth, I, I, go ahead.
2: I just printed out my uh, boarding pass. How about you?
1: Yeah, really? That's Apparently
2: it. she came through on these, but it's standby, I must
1: mention. standby, it, yeah. Yeah, it is standby. You, you get to, you got the head. <laughs> that's it. Uh, yeah. That's it. It's no, uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I was
2: going to ask you. I'm looking at some material here from British Airways uh, website, British Airways dot com. If I were to say you were snockered Saturday night, you know what that means, right? Probably, yes, exactly. Yes, yeah. and if probably is probably a good you know indication no, that we, you were snockered we, we, we Saturday don't know night. That, No, no. But if if you were knackered, if you were knackered, K N A C K E R E D, mm-hmm. and from the British angle, what would you be? Oh, I don't know. What would I be? I like that little that breath there. You would be tired. Tired in okay. London, it be means knackered. tired. Work has been completely knackered, and this is from the Britspeak dictionary, which is right there at British Airways dot com. Mm-hmm. You know, along along their website there on the homepage, it, it shows that if you want to experience uh, London uh, your way, but they say experience our London your way, you go there, and they've got dining. Uh, access, family attractions, fashion, first visit. You click oh, cool. onto these various links. Yeah, and it shows you where to go and how to do the whole thing. A great, uh, way of integrating, uh, a campaign and, and speaking to people in an, in an offline, uh, mm-hmm. non traditional way. And I, I, I forgot to ask Amy, and we'll do it next, uh, segment, what kind of traffic, uh, we've seen as a result of her brilliant efforts with their online marketing.
1: We will do that. Good thing we've got yeah. a couple of segments here. In just a, a couple of moments, we'll pick up that interview. Had the British Open today, and we talked about that last hour with uh, Tiger Woods winning and Colin Montgomery of Scotland uh, coming in second. Uh, this is um, a story out of um, Washington Post this past week. It says, uh, a professional golfer who wins a major tournament instantly catapults himself or herself into stardom, but marketers evaluate more than just titles and purses when deciding uh, to, in whom to invest uh, advertising dollars. Uh, they say they want a player who is personable as well as accomplished. That makes sense. That's according to Bill Stevens, who is an executive at Friedman Billings Ramsey Group. Having won a major is a terrific achievement, but the ability to tell a great story is just as important uh, as uh, the ability to uh, sink a great putt at Augusta. Sure. Tiger has been aligned with, uh, for the longest time with... Um, Nike. Well, well, Nike, yeah. It's pretty much his company at this particular yeah. point. Um, but... Um, also, with uh, you know, with, with with the Buick type thing, and he's still oh, carrying yeah. a Buick bag, and we were still trying to figure out why that would be.
6: <laughs> yeah. And
1: but uh, but uh, the, he didn't drive a Buick. The commercials that I saw. No, the commercials that I saw today were for American Express, and they were very well done. And he was a, a, uh, a very, you know, tiger. Yeah, he was very yeah. well connected to the brand and uh, uh, the logic, the thought process well, of creative was absolutely like- superb.
2: I can believe he carries American Express. I can't believe he would drive a Rendezvous or some other Buick. No. And as we've said frequently here on the advertising show, his gardener rejected the Buick Rendezvous. He, he <laughs> prefers a BMW and can afford it. You know, you're a golfer, Ray, and, and I'm not, and uh, I like it that way, and that's okay. It frees up the, the time for tee off times for you and others. But uh, who is the guy that was wanting? You know, they're making such a big deal out of this British Open, and they've got the major, you know, uh, well known golfer
1: that's about to retire. Well, oh, Jack design. Nicholas retired. Yeah, the, his, he, they, the they were British hoping
2: Open. he would win this British Open as the way of going no. out. How did he end up doing?
1: Oh, he didn't. Uh, he didn't make didn't it past a Friday, I think, or something. Didn't no. qualify. Well, what you have to do is you have to come in at a certain. I think he shot a seventy-five on Friday. Well, and so, uh, why doesn't he
2: just stay with the seniors tour? I guess that's what yeah. he'll do now, huh?
1: well i 'm not sure exactly what Jack is going to do. I mean, he can play senior golf, but he just doesn 't feel as he 's competitive as he wants to be, and consequently he has done so much uh, uh, throughout his life that I think it 's maybe okay for him to say it 's well, time for to to hang it up and, as uh, long as we don 't see him following in arnold palmer 's uh,
2: footsteps where he 'll be speaking on behalf of you know old people products like hearing aids
1: or you know retirement funds. Arnold Palmer does that now. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have. Arnold has gotten into that kind of stuff. Arnold, yeah. Well, I don't know whether it's sad or not. It doesn't bother me that much. Um, Why, did you buy some of those? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) What?
2: What? (laughs) Yeah. Huh? Huh, okay. It's
1: uh, Amy O'Kane, Director of Advertising Marketing Services, British Airways North America out of uh, Connecticut uh, this weekend on the Advertising Show. And we'll be back with Amy and a, a whole bunch more here in just a few minutes, so stick around.
0: We're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsythe.
5: News Ajax! Boom, boom.
3: Colgate's new Ajax cleans all bathroom surfaces up to 50% faster. News Ajax!
1: It's The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings <laughs> and Brad Forsyth uh, cleaning up things over the weekend here, Brad. You missed the spots. There you go. That's good. Our special guest is uh, out of uh, Connecticut this weekend is uh, Amy O'Kane, Director of Advertising and Marketing Services, uh, British Airways North America. By the way, BA.com or BritishAirways.com will get you some interesting uh, things there. Amy, welcome back to the show. Uh, We're so happy that you've taken time out of your weekend to join us this weekend.
5: Thanks. This is kind of fun. I,
1: I had a question for you as well. Here, uh, we have, um, you know, back in 1969, uh, the the Concorde was introduced. 1969. That's a long time ago. Uh, I mean, the uh, the 747 was introduced in 1965. Uh, so that's uh, in, in 2003, the Concorde went away. Uh, the Concorde was uh, a mystique. It was. Uh, uh, something mistake. that no not a mistake a mystique it oh. was it was a great aircraft it was an incredible concept and nobody's done anything uh, in the aircraft industry to replace uh, the concorde but it, it it must have been a a sad day at your place uh, when that uh, when that uh, f- final flight landed
5: it really was i think British airways did have a special sense of uh, place because of Concorde, and it gave everybody in the company sort of this aspirational value of our flagship. And I think it was a really challenging decision to retire the plane. Um, there were 11 Concords. Uh, we had seven of the 11. Air France had the others. And um, Airbus basically was adamant they wouldn't be able to support the aircraft after October 2003. They were a really key supplier for us. They managed our maintenance regime and, and the parts that... We needed to continue to run Concord, and I think the commitment for them and the cost just really got too high. Um, all those parts were custom made, and some of those parts, I think, the price was going up like 800 percent a year. So wow. you so, can imagine um, how expensive even before fuel was. You know, sixty dollars a barrel.
1: So after that tragic uh, accident, which really had nothing to do with uh, with metal fatigue or, or anything like that, uh, the, the you guys just decided to ground the fleet. Is that what well?
5: It was? I mean, the Air France accident was um, certainly a tragedy and, and was, um, I think, a, a, a key a moment in the history of Concorde. But I think that the rumblings around the viability of Concorde were happening. Prior to that, I think that the economy was changing, the market that could um, support the cost to run that kind of very fuel-intensive, very maintenance-intensive aircraft was dwindling and the economy was different. And I think, um, you know, it it ended up to be um, a kind of joint decision, Airbus, Air France, and British Airways, but really driven by airbus just saying you know there's we're not going to have
1: parts for this thing anymore right, right. Exactly.
5: these are 11 planes guys and um you know uh, but beautiful aircraft amazing experience the service was incredible and fast and sexy and great and all the things that air travel should be so. that's yeah. sexy,
1: great that's a great way to sum it up there is a thing that's in the, your uh, there's a thing in on your uh, uh, by the way brad i've got your christmas present all picked out here uh what it is it's um supersonic executive seating uh mm-hmm. it is an exclusive limited offer of 500 original Concord seats the ultimate in prestige furnishing for the study office or boardroom you can use it either place the definitive Concord souvenir for the man or woman who has everything no doubt about I'd like that 23A uh, and B would be my preference Exactly well it f- at 5000 bucks a piece you get one pal I well,
2: uh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we
5: Yeah Well parts were amazing. Everybody wanted a piece of that plane.
1: Really? Yeah. Well, well
2: I, can, I can see why. On a, on a more positive note, and staying with the Concorde, uh, you know, retirement of the Concorde, uh, any services that uh, BA now offers as a result of the uh, grounding of the Concorde, new services?
5: We, we continued the services we offered before. You know, everybody thought of Concorde as the pinnacle, but we really only carried our passengers between New York and London on Concorde. The rest of the network, had first class and the same level of catering and attention to detail and, and privacy and control and all those great mm. things in first class. And so um, we've kept Concord as a moniker for the lounges for first class. We have Concord lounges in New York and London. And, That's cool. Um, yeah, and they're very, you know, they continue the exclusivity. We've got a group of very loyal Concord flyers who were loyal then who have some special privileges with the airline. Um because we're, we remember their um, support
1: stuff. Well, Amy, they paid enough. Come on. <laughs>
5: That's true. That's
1: true, too. On the Advertising Show, it's Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth, and our special guest is Amy O'Kane, Director of Advertising and Marketing Services, British Airways of North America. We'll continue our conversation with Amy in just a minute. Lots more, too. Stick around.
0: Informed decisions about your company's advertising strategy. This is The Advertising
5: Show. My dog's better than your dog. My dog's better than yours. My dog's better because he gets kennel O'Rish, my dog's better than yours. That's well, The Advertising Show. Ray
1: Owens dog. and Brad Forsythe. It's one of our favorite charities. Uh-huh. We support six of those dogs between us. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and it, True. And it ain't cheap, okay? No. Amy O'Kane is our special guest director of Advertising and Marketing Services, British Airways of North America. I wonder if anybody ever got a uh, a dog on the aircraft and paid full fare to get him to London and or New York, and I bet the answer is probably yes. Before we get the answer to that question, though, let's, uh, and back to our interview, let's check in with uh, Jeffrey Gittimer here on the Advertising Show.
3: Quick takes on sales and customer relations with Jeffrey Gittimer, nationally syndicated columnist in the network of city Business Journals and other great publications worldwide. If you're offended by common sense commentary, don't you dare listen. Now, here's Jeffrey.
7: Here's your challenge. Capture your success stories in every way possible. Hey, when you do something memorable in your company or your life, very few people ever know about it. Well, actually, far fewer than when you screw up. How come? That's a simple answer. You didn't tell anybody. You just expect people to find out on their own. And in business, that's a huge mistake. When a memorable event occurs within your company or with a customer, here's a few avenues of exposure that you can capture for others, including all your customers, to see your accomplishments. How about a letter of testimony or an audio tape interview or an article in the newspaper or an article in your own newsletter or an article in their newsletter or a call in a talk show report, a blurb on the news as a part of a testimonial advertising campaign or a video shoot in their location using your product. Once you capture the event, baby, maximize it. When you do something great or something great happens, capture it and reproduce it for all to see. So here's the big three steps to take to maximize your exposure and get known for all the good things you do. Number one, document your success. Number two, replicate or duplicate your loyal actions. And number three, tell everyone.
3: Quick takes on sales and customer relations from The Advertising Show, the only radio show in America featuring Jeffrey Gittimer as a regular weekly guest. To learn more about his books, tapes, CDs, and speaking engagements, log on to Gittimer.com, G-I-T-O-M-E-R.com. And tune in next week when we'll hear Jeffrey say...
7: This is Jeffrey Gittimer reminding you that if no one responds to your ad, it may be because your ad sucks.
1: It's Jeffrey on The Advertising Show. Always a great ending for that feature. Our special mm-hmm. guest is Amy O'Kane, director of Advertising. And uh, marketing services, British Airways of uh, north america it 's uh, fun to have Amy on the show. Amy talked about a lot of different things that she um, she had put into place in terms of the the English taxi cabs and uh, just a whole bunch of fun stuff on the web did you Did you see this by the way? This is out of advertising age. Uh, it says Research in Motion and Papa John's International are teaming up for a promotional campaign offering free BlackBerry devices to customers who order from the pizza delivery chain. That sounds like a pretty good deal, doesn't it? You know, Normally you just get a free can of Coke or something. Papa John's hopes to boost disappointing online ordering percentages with a cross-marketing campaign while uh, RIM will ask uh, BlackBerry recipients to commit to a two-year voice and data service right. by a singular wireless 75 bucks a month. Uh, I'm not sure. Huh? Expensive pizza. Exactly. Oh, but there's there's more. And to shell out a, a refundable $150 upfront uh, payment. So, yeah. have some Papa John's pizza. It's only 150 bucks. to your <laughs> commitment. Slice. 75 yeah. bucks a month. And you, you get a BlackBerry. And I, I go back to the first line of this thing. It says, promotional campaign offering a free BlackBerry. It doesn't sound free yeah, to me. Free. No, yeah. There you go. Amy, thanks for uh, being with us. Welcome back to the show.
5: Thank you. Thanks for having me back.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, uh,
2: well known for being an online innovator from a marketing standpoint. Let's talk about some of the online advertising successes, Amy, and challenges for British Air. Uh, First, let's uh, hit the positive and and talk more about what uh, has worked for British Airways since you've been in charge of this this effort.
5: Well, we love online. Um, It's a bit addictive because there's so much data and that's a little dangerous as a marketer because you tend to just get really into the data and you gravitate toward the lowest cost per sale and i think what's worked for us is having a balance and having both a real pragmatic kind of revenue driving campaign plan and uh, you can see the you can do cost per booking and you can really generate some bookings that way but also doing some innovative things on the branding side Um, so much more engagement is happening now online with um, film, which tends to you know be repurposed TV ads right now, but I think that um, there are a lot of new and innovative things starting to happen online, and you know there 's a lot of engagement that can happen on the branding side, so really trying to have both strategies active at the same time um, and that that 's worked well for us we 've done um, some innovative things we the, probably the most innovative thing was our fly flat fly free campaign say that mm-hmm. four times twice or fast but um mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, with that campaign, we worked first with the New York Times, and uh, the, the campaign involved turning a page of edit on its side to serve up an ad unit that was on its side, really effectively giving people the perspective of laying down in a completely flat bed. And then as the user inter- interacted, the the page slowly rotated around and was righted again. and. It was a difficult sell with the New York Times. It had to go all the way up to the the top of the editorial board, but in the end, they agreed to do it, and it, it really did engage the consumer. We had virtually no negative response and a lot of positive response. Our branding measures were triple digit up for the audience that had seen it, so it was a a fun campaign
1: so you come up with something incredibly creative and you've got to convince the people at the times that they should take it
5: they're very protective of their product that edit is is their baby so it was a, a hard sell but it worked in the end
2: Well, and like anything, it's a great idea, and uh, great ideas, uh, you know, the the traditional media companies and executives are in the business. We can't do that. Yeah, they're protecting the status quo. They don't want to make exceptions. On the other hand, Amy probably reminded, of course, the New York Times is maybe the exception here, but... And uh, major dailies across America are losing their audiences, uh, major major uh, percentages of year in and year out. So being able to be in- innovative, in a way to uh, you know place your ad in a different way and think about it differently, I think newspapers you'll find uh, cooperating cooperating more and more in the future. And if you think outside of the box, you'll find that maybe they can accommodate you. Any uh, you mentioned uh, booking uh, or a metric of. Uh, cost per booking. Any other metrics that British Air uses on your online marketing evaluation or ROI?
5: We run the gamut. Uh, cost per bookings used to be easier when there were fewer clients online, and I think the market has become a lot more competitive in terms of pricing, so we use cost per thousand, cost per click uh, in the retail sector, but the, you know our, our ideal scenario is to work with a partner who will do a cost per booking with us and, and share in the onus of getting some action. Um, and then we do brand measures. I think the really important thing online is to you know, test and refine and do and test and refine. And I think the only way you can do that is to have some metrics that aren't necessarily just the click-throughs, but mm-hmm. the brand measures to see how people are engaging and how long did they roll over and spend with your ad. Um, on the leisure campaign that we just ran with all those great British words, we found people were spending, um, they were interacting with the dictionary to try to get 11 or 12 on average. Words and definitions with a dictionary. So, you know, that data is so rich and it gives you such a buzz when you actually can identify how people are responding to your ads.
2: Yeah, and uh, that's interesting, and certainly what the Internet does best is the uh, measurability of, of your interac- interaction between your uh, visitor and, and whatever it is you're offering online. Any lessons that you'd like to share with our audience? that were, I'm not going to say failures, but let's just say less than successful as it relates to online marketing efforts, some of the things that maybe you thought were innovative when you launched and come circled back around and said, well, maybe we need to rethink that.
5: You know, we have failures all the time, and that's how we learn from them. I, I think we get so excited about all of the messages we have to put into communication that um, and and when the client kind of takes over and says, I want everything in the kitchen sink in that ad unit, um, <laughs> yeah. the poor agency. That never
1: happens. Come no. on. No.
5: <laughs> the poor agency eventually agrees. And then, you know, in the end you find out that there's just too much going on and people miss the main message. And mm-hmm. that's, that's probably the biggest message is a lot of units have a very limited space and you need to be brutally ruthless about what you put in there. And, and there's opportunities to copy test and and. Divide and conquer in terms of messaging, but sometimes your your tendency to just want to tell everybody everything takes over and and that doesn 't work
2: so yeah, and I was going to say, and the lesson for advertisers out there, if you have an agency, you want to be very innovative and actually listen to what they have to say and if they 're not giving you guidance, uh, fire them and get somebody who will you know give you that guidance, although I know that uh, you with a large company, Amy, you have a lot of people sitting around the table saying what they want and they all have their reasons behind wanting something in the spot and it becomes i imagine a refereeing job on your part to uh, you know have one leg on the on your on your boss and the company side and another leg over to the uh, agency and aligning yourself with the uh, frustrations that they must go through let's talk a little bit about mobile Uh, mobile media of course is becoming a very hot uh, new channel for advertisers british air is long been involved with uh, mobile media through your online agency, agency.com, and have been committed to maximizing the online channel for many years now. Talk talk a little bit about mobile, uh, the mobile component and uh, the effort that British Air uh, integrates with uh, mobile relative to your overall marketing strategy.
5: Sure. I, I think a, a key place for an airline with mobile technology is the use of um, text and SMS messaging to um, update people on flight departures and confirming that you know the flight's on time and what gate it's at and all that great stuff that you can do on the servicing side of the business. Um, on the advertising part of the business, I think we have done something w- recently with our leisure campaign which allowed people to SMS and text right from the banner units and we had a, a decent level of response. I think that SMS hasn't taken off to the same extent that it has in Europe and the U.K. yet. Um, But we had about 16,000 different interactions with SMS, either received or sent messages. And we were pretty pleased with that result, not knowing um, kind of the adoption in this market. I think Um, it's a fun technology. It was a lot of setup and and took some time and effort to to put together, and it's definitely a learning point for us. I don't think we'll not use it. I think we're going to find a way to explore um, more of that in the future. Uh, I know in the UK they're doing some interesting things with Bluetooth and and um, mobile messaging. Whether it's you're walking by a relevant ad unit, and there's some really exciting things that they're doing in the UK. That eventually I think will come here.
2: Did you, uh, when you do any kind of uh, online, be it mobile or anything else, uh, uh, non-traditional? Do you do you access? Obviously, you access uh, agency.com, but do you also integrate? Uh, or, or ask for effort through your traditional agency, MNC, Saatchi, and does that mean also OptiMedia needs to jump in, and do you have all three working hand-in-hand hand hand with campaigns such as this? And if so, aren't there some challenges with that?
5: We They absolutely work together. Um, sometimes it's a big sandbox, and they're all playing in the sandbox, um, but largely they're playing nice, and um, I think a lot of good ideas you know, start and, and germinate wherever they germinate from. Everybody then goes off and expands on those for their own mediums. And by and large, uh, you know, they work really well together. I think everybody mm. knows what their particular role is, and I think what we have is agencies who really feel like a good idea can come from anywhere and be expanded on from anywhere and, and I guess you just have to trust that process Yeah,
2: that no throwing sand just playing in the sand I guess we won't get a chance Bray uh, to ask about Virgin Airlines coming to the US and what impact that may have on uh, mm-hmm. BA but I got a feeling that it's going to be catch up for Virgin anyway
1: because they're chasing the leader Yeah, absolutely. What about a brand that's been established? Amy, thanks for being on the show today. We appreciate that.
5: Thank you so much.
1: Go to uh, VA.com or to BritishAirways.com as well. We'll be back in just a minute with more with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth.
0: Make your advertising dollars work smarter. You're listening to The Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Forsyth. I dread to think what became of her. That
3: haunting, exquisite creature. A note of music safe. A thoughtless word from any one of us. A disturbance of the air could start an earthquake in her. No one
4: could protect her. Dearest. Well, the we've heard this one
1: inspired. before. What a great way to sell a fragrance, huh? Uh, the yeah. advertising show. It's Ray Sheldon's Brad Forsythe. Hey, Brad. Uh, before we get into uh, uh, the Andy Borowitz feature here, uh, Amy was good. Amy. Amy seems to have this her stuff together. If you know what yep. I mean. I mean stuff. a lot of good stuff. Um, online video advertising comes of age. Okay. Some people run their commercials on the web and all that kind of cool stuff, which is fine. Um, Agencies increasingly uh, counseling their clients to create specific video content for the web instead of simply rebroadcasting those commercials. P&G has come up with something. Uh, They've created, uh, actually their agency, EVB, has created a site for Old Spice High Endurance Deodorant it mm-hmm. allows web users to remix a television spot with unused footage to create their own commercials. That's out of the mm-hmm. Wall Street Journal. Isn't That's that cool? cool? That is a cool idea. And you mentioned
2: Amy. I really like that. Where can I see that again? Can you go online, you say?
1: This one? This one I just yeah. talked about? Yeah. Uh they don't give uh, dot
2: com or something. Or?
1: Yeah, I would I would assume so. It says yeah. uh, I don't have a web address here, but it's Old Spice High Endurance Deodorant that, that has yeah. the, uh, the website. I,
2: w- I wanted to mention Amy, uh, her mother was listening to the interview. If she's still listening, I'd like to do a shout out to Edith, I believe her name was. It's been a few days since we had the pre interview, but if uh, if Amy's mother's still listening, hello, and I think she's in uh, South Dakota. And of course, hello to our uh, listeners worldwide listening to the South end, Dakota exactly. Let's
1: see. We have uh, Andy Borowitz right now on the Advertising Show for you.
3: Hi, this is Andy Borowitz for the Advertising Show. And now, here's this week's feature from the Borowitz Report. Signaling a
1: shift in strategy, the White House acknowledged this past week that the United States may not possess adequate forces to wage war against Iraq and gay marriages at the same time. In the past, Pentagon planners have always formulated their budget request on the assumption that the U.S. must be able to fight the insurgency in Iraq and the rising tide of gay marriages at home simultaneously. But that calculus has changed, the White House said. In a press briefing, spokesperson Scott McClellan acknowledged the difficulties of trying to wipe out the insurgency and gay weddings at the same time. It turns out that these insurgents are more determined than we originally expected, and so are the gay couples. Mr. McClellan also raised the possibility that the insurgency in Iraq could prevent the U.S. from continuing to fight the war on obesity. Let's face it, folks, Mr. McClellan said, for the near term, at least, we may be looking at a gayer, fatter America. Mr. McClellan's statements drew a sharp rebuke from Dr. Charles Helsinger, a persistent critic of the Pentagon, who believes that the proposed shift in strategy is short-sighted. While we're in Iraq, why don't we try to take out a few gay weddings and fat people over there? The time has come for these Pentagon pinheads to think outside the box. This is Andy
3: Borowitz, and this has been a special edition of The Borowitz Report from the advertising show. To read more reports or to receive daily email alerts, log on to BorowitzReport.com. This is Andy Borowitz saying, Keep it fake, baby.
1: And we're now on our final approach into the end of the show here. And yeah. notice they don't ever like to say final approach because it's just not a good thing, you know? Like, right. We're, we're landing. Yeah, we're you're about to go to the terminal. Yeah, the, the, yeah final approach and terminal and, and, and have a nice flight. Yeah. And, and can I have some more peanuts, please? Mm-hmm. Amy was great, and uh, Alex is uh, has been on the show uh, several times. Alex is the editor of Television Week magazine, and we're going to have him for, what, all two hours uh, next all week? All two is hours. Is that correct, Mondo? Mm-hmm. So he yep. ba- he bought two hours, is that right? He bought two. It was buy one, get one free special that he took advantage of a few weeks
2: ago. So, yeah, he's on both hours.
1: Of course, he has to give up a couple of uh, uh, minutes of news at the top of the hour, though. So he True. actually has two hours. Everybody hour. does that. <laughs> ah, that's a funny uh, thing. All right, yeah. Hey, no. by the way,
2: real quickly, did you ever wonder what happened to David Steinberg? No. You know I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. The comedian? Yeah, yeah. He now has the David Steinberg Project on TV Land. So, <laughs> original programming the David Steinberg TV Project. Project
1: the david steinberg project well it's so exciting i'll go home and turn it on right now well set your tivo set my tivo okay Mm -hmm. or have my wife do that they say that women run the dvr you know did you know that well 48 percent of married women surveyed said it was their own decision to purchase a dvr therefore it's their remote brad what can i was going to say they can run the dvr but what can they do if they don't have the remote (laughs) it's true (laughs) they'll keep it (laughs) <laughs> hide the room. The Advertising Show is brought to you by Advertising Age Magazine. Visit online at adage.com. It's, uh, we invite you to go to our website, too. It's uh, theadvertisingshow.com. Isn't that coincidental? And uh, there's a lot of great stuff. In addition to uh, Amy's interview, which will be available uh, probably tomorrow or sooner. Yep. D- it just depends on how quickly Tracy does it. Advertising Show with Ray Shillings and Brad Foresight. It's a Big Radio Midgets production.